take up the Sunday morning tithe and offering. You can remain right where you're at while I go to my text this morning. Going to be reading this morning from the book of Joshua, chapter 24. While you're turning there, let me say a great big welcome to all of our guests that are here this morning. Would you help me do a great job of welcoming all of our guests this morning, Rock Church? Amen. We are so honored that you're here today. You should have received an invitation to our VIP room. We, we want to invite you to join us immediately after the service. We've got a small gift that we'd love to give you as a token of our appreciation and spend just a few moments with you this morning. Book of Joshua chapter 24. I want to begin reading at verse number 14. says now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth I don't have time to preach this this morning but that phrase in sincerity literally means without wax in ancient times potters who were deceptive would take vessels that were broken or cracked they would fill in the broken places with wax and then they would paint the vessel and the purchaser would, would be none the wiser that the vessel they were buying was, was damaged goods. And so they would, if they were an honest artesian, they would display their product out in the sun, which would be a test to anything that had wax. And they would have a sign that said, made in sincerity made without wax serve him in sincerity and in truth has anybody found that sometimes God will allow the heat of life to expose things in us that he wants to fix and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And for a few moments this morning, I want to preach in the Holy Ghost about choices choices would you put your Bibles down and one more time clap your hands and give the Lord some praise in this sanctuary come on oh 
Oh, somebody praise him from the depths of your spirit for a moment. Somebody elevate your voice from the depth of your spirit this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. I have, I must admit this morning that I have never been a big country music fan. You might find that surprising. <laughs> Being facetious. But I do think that country music has some of the best song titles of any musical genre, hands down. I picked a few this morning to bring to your attention. There are song titles like, May the Bird of Paradise Fly Up Your Nose. That's a real country song title. You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. Or how about, thank God and Greyhound. I heard two or three people right there. Thank God and Greyhound, she's gone. <laughs> I've got the hungries for your love and I'm waiting in your welfare line. I've got tears in my ears while lying on my back thinking about you. Some of, some of the guys are writing down the pickup lines right now in your Bible. I didn't. How can I miss you if you won't go away? <laughs> Here's a good one. I fell in a pile of you and got love all over me. Or here's my favorite one. I keep forgetting I forgot about you. If love were oil, I'd be a court low. Maybe this is the best one. If the phone don't ring, baby, you'll know it's me. And you just know that there's a story behind every one of those song titles. And there's another famous country song title with a story behind it written by a man named George Jones. George Jones was a country music icon from the old school. And a lot of his songs are the stereotypical country cheating and drinking songs. He wrote famous songs such as Beer Run and I Gotta Get Drunk. And then one that he bust wrote the next day called Must Have Been Drunk. And the fact that George Jones had a drinking problem 
was no secret. But on March 6th, 1999, country music fans were horrified to hear that Jones was critically injured when he crashed his Lexus into a bridge in Nashville. The investigation showed that George had been drunk at the wheel. Thankfully, he recovered, and two months later, his new album called Cold Hard Truth came out. And on that album was a hit song titled Choices. And ironically, the hook line of the song says, I'm living and dying with the choices that I made. Life is full of choices. You and I make hundreds of choices every single day. Some of our choices are fairly insignificant in the context of life and the grand picture. Choices like McDonald's or Wendy's. Taco Bell or Chipotle. Chick-fil-A or KFC. I'm going to start a war up in this church. Do I wear the brown shoes or the black shoes? Do I wear the red dress or the yellow dress? This can be a complex scenario in the home every morning. Fruity pebbles or cocoa puffs? Frosted flakes or lucky charms? See, when I grew up, there was only two things on the menu at, at our house. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Actually, I'm wrong. There was only one choice. Take it or take it. I, I don't get kids nowadays. What do you want to eat for dinner, honey? Do you want? I don't feel like that. I don't like that. What? Let me tell my mama, I didn't like what she was eating. Whatever she made, baby, you was eating it. You would sit on that table till 10 o'clock at night, falling asleep. Oh, God, I wouldn't eat my, you gonna sit there till you eat them green beans. So some of our choices are, are negligible. They're, they, they're inconsequential to the greater scheme of life. But then there are choices that impact our lives greatly. Choices that we live and we die with. Choices that affect more than just the moment uh, in which uh, that we make them. There are some choices uh, that have greater effect uh, than the moment in which uh, you make the choice uh, or the decision. And oftentimes the important choices that we have made come from the same platform of thought uh, that we have used to make lesser decisions. 
And they are like small streams that keep merging together into a confluence of larger streams until they become the dominating force of flow that carry us down the journey of life. There are some choices uh, uh, that are like earthquakes. Uh, they can have far-reaching uh, effects uh, that affect things uh, within a large circumference uh, around us. Uh, I feel like preaching to somebody today uh, that there are some choices uh, that you make uh, that do not just affect you, uh, but they affect things uh, around you. Uh, they affect your wife. Uh, they affect your husband. Husband, uh, they affect uh, your children. Uh, they affect family members. Uh, they affect things uh, that are going on uh, around you. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, those choices uh, have tremors uh, that can last uh, even far long uh, after you are gone. There are some things that I still have to deal with today based off decisions that my parents made years ago. There are some things that I have to live through even now that are a consequence of things that grandparents who aren't even alive anymore, choices and decisions that they made. I feel like preaching to somebody in the building you had better get a revelation that there are some choices that are going to outlive you have you ever stood back and said if I would have known then what I know now what are you doing? You are standing looking in retrospect at choices that you made and the word of God is replete with examples of the importance of choices in our lives. Over and over again, God gives us a peek into the choices of mankind. Man's existence was but a short time and it begins with a choice. A choice that every man and every woman must make in life. Genesis chapter 2 verse number 16 says, And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the first choice of man Mankind was the choice of whether or not to obey the word of God. Can I preach to you this morning that the most important decision that you will ever make in your life is the choice of whether or not to obey the word of God. Every other choice, every other decision will be subsequent to your decision and your choice to obey the word of God. 
the most important decision uh, and choice that you have to make today uh, is not who will be the next president. The most important choice you make uh, will not be what kind of car uh, that you're going to drive uh, or what house you're going to live in uh, or what school that you're going to go to uh, or not even who it is exactly uh, that you are going to marry. Uh, but can I preach to you uh, that there is nothing uh, more important uh, than you making a decision uh, to listen uh, and obey uh, the word of God. Come on, I'm preaching to people sitting on the pew. It's more important than where you're going to eat after church this morning. It's more important than anything you've got going on Monday at work. It's more important than any struggle you have going on in life. The most important choice is are you going to obey the word of God? It is choice that validates our love for God. We can say that we love him all we want to, but God is measuring the choices we make. We cannot separate our choices from who we say that we are. God is not interested in our posturing. He's not interested in your bumper sticker and if it says that you love him. He's not interested in the shirt that you wear uh, saying that I love Jesus. Uh, what God wants to know uh, is do your choices uh, match uh, your marketing? Uh, do your choices match uh, who you say uh, that you are? Uh, if you say you love him, uh, if you say uh, that he's everything to you, uh, then your choices uh, have to line up with what you say you are. Jesus didn't play games. Jesus drew a line in the sand. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 46, he said, why call ye me Lord? And do not the things which I say. He said the choice is yours. But quit telling everybody that I'm your king. When you're the one still sitting on the throne. The choice is yours, but quit singing songs that say I'm Lord over your life when in fact your choices tell everybody that I'm not Lord over your life. He said, why call ye me? You know what he's tired of? He's tired of a world that wants to be associated with Christianity but doesn't want to, oh, come on somebody, but doesn't want to choose truth. Uh, he's tired of a church world uh, that wants to walk around uh, and make believe uh, that we're going to heaven uh, and everything's right. Uh, but our choices uh, and our decisions uh, do not line up uh, with the word uh, of God. Jesus is directly connecting obedience 
us calling him Lord. So that's not fair, preacher. Are you saying God puts us on the spot? Jesus said in Matthew 12 and 30, he that is not with me is against me. See, some of y'all couldn't handle Jesus' ministry. Some of y'all can barely handle this level of preaching this morning. But Jesus walked up in the church and said, I want all of you fakers to make a decision. If you're going to call me your Lord, if you're going to call me your Savior, if you're going to tell everybody that you love me, then you've got to change the choices and the decisions that you're making. Come on, somebody. We, we, we've got this wrong idea that we market about Jesus. People running around, WWJD. What would Jesus do? I'll tell you what he would do. He'd get so angry, he'd braid a whip and walk up in the temple and start whipping and turning the money table. See, some of y'all couldn't go to Jesus' church. Some of y'all couldn't handle Jesus, church. He'd pull out a whip up in the building and say, get that junk up out of here. What do you think? My house shall be called a house. You got to make a choice. I can't play with this thing. I can't keep playing, church. I can't keep it. Come on. Choose you this day who you will serve. I came to preach to somebody in the building this morning that God is bringing you to a place of decision. He's bringing you to a place of choice. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, 19, our text this morning, God said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. God said, I'm tired of you vacillating. I'm tired of you playing games. I'm tired of you having one foot in and one foot out. I'm tired of you either not being hot or cold. He said, today I'm summonsing all of the angels and I'm telling heaven to record your decision and I'm bringing you to a place that you have to make a choice. You can't keep living for the world and live for me. You can't keep doing your own thing and live for me. I'm bringing heaven and earth to record your decision. And he speaks up and says, I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. He said, you've got a choice to make. Do you want life or do you want death? Do you want blessing or do you want cursing? The choice is yours to make. But then God goes on to say, therefore, choose life. I love this because too many times we have misperceptions 
about the people in our life who are praying for us to do the right thing. And when you're carnal, you'll perceive it as people who don't want you to have a choice. People who are trying to take your choice from you. Uh, people who are trying to make decisions for you. Uh, you've got it all messed up. Uh, you see, if you had somebody that you loved uh, and there were two doors in front of them, uh, one of life, uh, one of death, uh, and they were walking towards the one uh, for death, uh, would you just stand there uh, with your mouth closed uh, and not say anything? Uh, would you just stand there uh, and say, well, uh, the choice? No, uh, if you love them, uh, You'd say, please, I'm begging you, choose life, choose blessing. And I came to preach to somebody that your God loves you so much. He said, you've got a choice to make, but I'm begging you, choose life. I came to preach to some young people in the building that have parents that love you enough to say, come on, you got to do it the right way. Come on, you gotta live according to God's word. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking you have no choice. Don't let the devil deceive you. What you have is people in your life that love you enough. They wanna see you make the right decision. They wanna see you make the right choice. Even God himself said, choose you this day. But then he said, please choose life. Choose life. Choices in front of you called heaven and earth. Choose life that thou and thy children that thou and thy children, thy seed, may live. I'm going to tell you the problem with Christians today is we've got too much of me in it. We think that our whole world revolves around our wants and desires. There's too much me the symbol of Christianity is not a crown, it's a cross. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so that he might increase. Hear me, somebody. You've got to get to a place where you understand your choices involve more than just you. Your choices have consequences that go beyond just you. You're not the only person that matters. You're not the only person involved he said choose life that you and your seed may live I feel like preaching this to some people in the building he didn't say you and your children he said your seed he was talking to somebody who didn't even have children yet he said you're making decisions and you're not considering your future. 
You're making choices based on your right now emotions and you're not even thinking about the long-term consequence. You're not even considering the end of the matter. The Bible said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. You know, want to know why? Because the beginning of the path looks just as attractive as the right way. It's all decorated. The gate looks fun. The gate looks inviting her. He said, but the end thereof are the ways of death and destruction. You're only looking at what's in front of you now, but if you could ever look past your right now situation and look at the end of the matter, oh, you got to make the right choice. Who am I preaching to this morning? It's time for you to get out of your right here and your right now and understand that God said I know the plans that I have for you Jeremiah 29 and 11 plans to prosper you plans to give you a hope and a future these are the plans if you'll walk God's road he said I've got blessing I've got life I've got promise but if you choose that road that appeals to your flesh. The end of that road is death and destruction. Choose life. Who am I preaching to this morning? God is reaching for you today. Choose life. Lay down the invitation of the world. Lay down the call of the wild. Lay down and choose life that you and your seed may live. The enemy wants you to abort your future by getting you tripped up on what's right in front of you right now. Don't you understand? I don't want to move on, but I feel God got me right here right now. Don't you understand that from the very beginning, it is the objective of the devil to make you feel like you are living up under restriction Adam you have the whole garden but don't eat of this tree what does he have a choice in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die the voice of the enemy. Did God really say that? No, you see, there's ulterior motives that God has. He's holding you back. That's what the enemy wants to convince you. You're being restricted. You're being held back. He knows that in the day you eat of that tree, you'll be like him. Knowing all things. You, you, they're just putting those on because, uh, you, you know, they're being restricted. My God, somebody uh, ought to shake themselves uh, from the deception of the enemy this morning. Uh, and understand, uh, God is not restricting me. Uh, God's not holding me back. Uh, it's God uh, that prepared all of this. Uh, the only reason uh, I'm even alive. 
alive is because God gave me breath in my body. The only reason that I'm here is that I was called from my mother's womb. That is nothing but a lie from the enemy. Why would a God create me and call me and bless me only for you to lie and tell me that he's holding me down and holding me back? Listen, you've got to choose life. He's not holding me back. Don't be fooled into thinking that you can dodge and duck and hide from making the choices. You can only sit parked in an intersection for so long trying to figure out which way to go before the tow truck comes and decides for you. There's some of you been parked as long as God's going to allow you to park today. There's some of us been parked in the intersection and God said, uh, you're not going to sit there any longer. Uh, it's time for you to make a choice. Uh, come on, it's time for you to make uh, a decision. Uh, he that is not for me uh, is uh, against me. You can't have it both ways. Uh, you can't say you love me uh, and hang on to the world. Uh, come on, uh, you can't call yourself a Christian uh, and hang on to the world. Uh, you can't call, come on, uh, you've got to make uh, a decision. Decision. I feel like preaching this for a moment. He's not calling you to perfection. There's a difference between a mistake and a fault. A mistake, everybody's going to have mistakes. Everybody's going to have weaknesses. The Bible says he knoweth our frame that we are just dust. He knows that we're frail humanity, but there's a difference between saying I'm just going to live in the world and do what I want to do and somebody who said I'm not living in the world. I might have to contend with my weak flesh every once in a while. I may have moments where I stumble, but don't ever get it twisted. I'm still facing the right way and I'm still walking in the right direction. I came to preach to somebody. You better bow up on the enemy uh, and let him know uh, I might not be perfect uh, but when I take uh, my last breath uh, I'm going to be living for God uh, when I take my last breath uh, I'm going to be serving him uh, when I take my last breath uh, I'm going to be in the house of God the mark of the righteous is not that they never fall for a righteous man falls seven times. See, the devil wants to convince you that your failure has defined you and that you're not good enough to live for God. You're not strong enough. You just don't have what it takes because you made a mistake. That is a lie from the devil. Come on. Everybody falls. Everybody makes mistakes. What makes you righteous is not the lack of failure, but it's do you keep getting back up again? Every time I make a mistake, I don't run from God. I run to him. Every time. 
backslide, I run to an altar and I repent. Every time I have a weak moment, I don't give up, but I dig in deeper. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. You got to make a choice. I'm going all the way. I've drawn the line. I've paid the price. It's time to quit sulking in your mistakes. If you repented, then according to the word of God, your sins and mistakes are covered by the blood. Why do you keep reaching back? You know what you got to do to keep pulling your mistakes back up? You got to keep getting bloody hands. In order for you to keep bringing up your failures and past, you got to keep putting your hand back in the blood. You got to keep getting the blood of Jesus all over your hands to try and uncover what you did in the past. It's time for you to get the past behind you. It's time to forget. Come on, I said you got to remember to forget those things which are behind and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody in the building this morning. You've got a choice to make. When you make up in your mind, I'm going to live for God. There's no devil in or out of hell that can hold you down. When you make up in your mind, you're going to live for God. There's nothing that can stop you from victory. There's nothing that can stop you from being an overcomer. got to make a choice. I feel like preaching to somebody. You are not a victim of circumstance. I said you are not a victim of circumstance. You don't know what happened to me. I was, I was beat up when I was little. Joined the club. You see me in here, my nice suit, they call me Bishop. But I was severely abused as a child. Beat within inches of my life. My mom found me multiple times with hair pulled out of my head, my nose bleeding, my clothes in tatters from being kicked and thrown against the walls and beat within an inch of my life. You got to make a choice. Nobody is beating you up right now. I said nobody is, you want to know where it keeps happening? In your mind. You keep making decisions. You keep making choices to think about it. You keep, God buried it beneath the blood and you keep running back, picking it up out of the blood, playing it again in your mind. Baby, if you're going to make it, you got to make a choice. I will not be a slave to my past. I will not serve my history, but I'm going to live in my destiny and be everything. 
You're making the choice to be a victim or a victor. I was sexually abused as a child. I was molested. I don't even have the time to tell you of the people in this house that have been victims of sexual depravity. But there you wouldn't even tell looking at them today. You want to know why? Because they believe in the power of the blood of Jesus. Come on. And his blood is greater than molestation. And his blood is greater than abuse. And his blood is greater than lies. And his blood is greater than manipulation. I plead the blood over my past. I plead the blood over my history. You got to make a choice. God's already equipped you. He already died on the cross. He already overcame sin. He already defeated your past. You got to make a choice that you're not going to be a slave to yesterday. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. God said, I already came and I brought you out of Egypt. I came and I brought plagues to get you out. I came and turned the water into blood to get you out. I came and brought locusts to get you out. I came and commanded the frogs to get you out. I came and delivered you with my hand and my arm. I parted the Red Sea. I destroyed your enemy. What are you doing looking back at yesterday? What are you doing remembering Egypt? I already defeated Egypt. You're not even there anymore. You're out here and you're still talking about it. Still thinking about it. Still living there. Choose you this day. I'm not serving Egypt any longer. I'm not living in yesterday today. I'm not living in my past. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm not allowing them to abuse me in my mind any longer. I'm not allowing them to hurt me in my spirit any longer. He already paid the price. He already defeated. He already gave you the Holy Ghost. He already washed you in his blood. What are you doing living in yesterday? Why you keep going back to Egypt? Why do you keep choose you this day? Every time, every time you spend the day sulking in what happened to you, you've just handed the keys right back to the enemy. You keep handing power 
back to your past. Your past isn't holding you hostage. God's delivered you from your, your past. The problem is you're not letting your past go. Your past isn't holding on to you. You're holding on to your past. Oh, I'm going to say that again for the hearing impaired. I said your past isn't holding on to you. You keep holding on to your past. Your past can't hold on to you when you're a blood-bought saint of God. Your past can't hold on to you by the authority of the name of Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things, all things are passed away. The abuse passed away. The hurt passed away. The lies passed away. And behold, all things are become new. It's time for you to make a choice to quit living according to the lie of the enemy and walk in newness of life I feel the Holy Ghost pressing me this morning somebody's about to break free somebody's about to turn loose somebody's about to let it go somebody's about to get rid lay aside every sin and every weight that doth so easily beset us it's time for somebody to let it go it's time for somebody to turn it loose come on it's time for somebody to let it go Come on, lift your hands and pray. Somebody lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. God created you a being of choice. Choose you this day. God's begging you, choose life. Quit choosing death. Quit choosing to stay in your past. Quit choosing to live in your yesterday. Quit choosing to stay in what I've already brought you out of. Come on, somebody lift your voice. Somebody lift your voice. Come on, God's reaching for somebody right now. Robo, there's somebody in the building that is sick and tired of your past dogging you and you're sick and tired of living dogged and overshadowed by the mistakes of your past, by the pain of your yesterday, by the trauma of what happened to you and right here, right now God is calling you to deliverance all God needs you to do is open your hands and let it go and lift up your hands and embrace 
embrace his future for you. Embrace his call on your life. Embrace his hand over your future. Come on, somebody. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice. You got to make the choice right now. You got to make the choice right now. Choose life. Choose life. I choose to look forward and not behind me. I choose to keep my eyes forward and not look. Come on, there's a move of God happening in the building right now. There's a move of God taking place. Somebody right now needs to get out of your seat and let the devil know I'll never be back here again. I'll never be back into my past. I'm never coming back to this place in my mind. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood. Come on, right now, there's a deliverance happening all over the building. Uh, right now, there's a breakthrough uh, taking place in the building. Uh, right now, God uh, is... Come on, uh, lift up your hands. Uh, lift up your voice. Uh, lift up your hands. Come on, somebody. You're one choice away from a brand new beginning today. You're one choice away from deliverance. You're one choice away. Listen, if you're praying, keep praying. When God confronts Jacob on the other side of the river, he asks him a question. He says, what is thy name? In other words, who are you? And Jacob's answer was so pitiful. He said, I am who they say I am. They called me Jacob, and so Jacob I became. They called me deceiver, and so a deceiver I became. The expectations of other people and the limits they put on you because of your failure has caused you to embrace an identity that God said never belonged to you. I never intended for you to be Jacob. I never intended for you to live your life based off of your failures. He looked at him and said, Thou shalt no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with man.
I'm preaching to somebody right now. God is not looking at you based off of your history, but he's calling you according to the promise that's over your life. All he needs you to do is make a choice to say, I'm not going to respond to that name any longer. I'm not going to answer to Jacob any longer. That's not who I am. I don't care what I did in my past. I don't care how many people I've deceived. I'm going to be a new person. I'm Israel. I am who God says that I am. I am who God says. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Somebody needs to jump out of your seat this morning and run as close as you can to the altar. Throw your hands in the air and say, all right, God. All right, God. Come on, church. Here they come. Here they come. I need some Holy Ghost prayer warriors to help me pray. Here they come. Don't leave anybody without somebody praying with them. Come on, Holy Ghost. I need every man of God, every prayer warrior, every leader, every saint of God. Come on. Come on. You got to make a choice. I'm not going to be Jacob anymore. I'm going to be Israel. Come on. I'm not going to be Jacob. I'm going to be Israel. Come on. Let go of your past. Let go of your mistakes. Let go of what they did to you. They don't have power over you anymore. They don't have influence over you anymore. Come on. Reach forward. Come on, reach forward. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on, lift your voice. 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 I just want you. I just want you. Come on. We just want Come on. We just want you. Come on. I choose her. I choose uh, to be who God said that I am. I choose uh, to be who God said that I am. Come on. Come on. Come on, lift your hands. Uh, lift your voice. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. Somebody lift your voice. Come on. Come on. I choose her. I choose her. I choose. Choice. I just want 